right. Welcome back to another episode of All the Freaking Things. I'm Maggie. I'm Sam. <laughs> Happy 2024. We made it. We made it. <laughs> I hope everyone had a fabulous New Year's. I know. We had so much we fun. Did. We really just relaxed. <laughs> it was chaotic for me that day. <laughs> it was rough. We did the opposite of relaxing. Yeah. But honestly, it was my first year hosting New Year's you Eve. You did so good. I had a wonderful time hosting. The actual prep for hosting was <laughs> really bad <laughs> I just was very stressed but it all worked out everyone had a great time the food was delicious yeah I Dylan was, has been raving about my chicken cutlets yeah you were just a little all week. Italian wifey in the I kitchen know. I was really proud of myself you know me and my so good my cooking struggles so and I was really proud you, of myself you sent some home with me so I got to I eat know. it again the next day <laughs> I know <laughs> I know I feel like this is going to be a good year. Yeah, me too. So far, it's been kind of rough for me. I'm going to be honest. This week's been a little rough. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like trying to be optimistic and think of my three (laughs) words, but I feel like I'm struggling and I'm really upset about it. This is going to be a great year. Actually, so far, it hasn't been great. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Like, I have so much like hope for this year, but if I'm being completely transparent, (laughs) it's been rough. Maybe it's just like getting back in the swing of things. Now that the holidays are over, you know, getting back to the grind. I've been so like apprehensive all week, like getting out of bed this morning. Actually, every day has been. <laughs> I, I, I'm getting up at the last second. It's bad. Yeah, it's really bad. But like you said, I think it's really just getting it back into your routine. Um I feel like I've been okay with the working out thing, but I feel like they haven't been good workouts. Like I'm just doing them to do them. I don't wanna, I've hardly been able to work out this week, which I is know, like which is hard for you. Really hard for me. I'm going tomorrow, but because it's like your stress relief. Yeah, and it's just I've been so I haven't been able to get out of bed before work, and I've had things going on after work every week, so mm-hmm. it's like I haven't had time, and it's yeah. just really weighs on you sometimes. But you know what? I keep trying to tell myself this week's like a short week. We came into it on a Tuesday. Next week will be my like week to really get into it and like get back into my routines and habits. Because this week I feel like I'm trying, but it's just not. This week happening. doesn't count. Yeah, it just doesn't count. Honestly, twenty four doesn't start till next week. Yeah, <laughs> but I fucking hate balloon arches. <laughs> so does Dylan. Hate them. <laughs> Do not like them at all. I appreciated the effort. It looked great. No, it did not. It no. was such a struggle. Guys. I got here. <laughs> Oh my god! So, okay, we went out for drinks before. So I, we came to Sam's house to I'm pick stressed, her up. I'm stressed. Drop my dog off. Go get drinks. Come back to Sam's house. So I get here, and Sam literally runs past me. She's like, "I'm not even ready yet." <laughs> I was so upset. I'm like, "Oh no! Okay, go get ready. It's fine. It's fine." And then you and you and Dylan like got into a huge argument over the balloon arch, which is just like I feel. Like... It's so petty and dumb. No, but it's just like one of those things. Yeah. Like, one of those stupid, like, couple fights that, that like, usually it's about something stupid like yeah. that. Yeah. And I feel like all day, I genuinely enjoyed, like, prepping and getting ready. Like, I loved the cooking aspect. Mm-hmm. I really thoroughly enjoyed myself. But when it came to doing this balloon arch, I wanted to murder someone. <laughs> I don't know if it's, I think it's my wall. Just the paint is very, like, damp, that, like, dewy kind of paint. So I feel like nothing really sticks to it. And we tried, I'm not kidding you, multiple times to put these balloons up. You just don't have good luck with balloon arches. Like, um, back when I had Zach's surprise 30th, you helped me set up the balloon arch at my house. And do you remember you kept blowing them up and they would just pop in your face? <laughs> Every time. You're being brutalized. And I balloons. am 
not someone who loves the sound of a balloon popping. Like ever since I was a kid, I don't like it. It really like scares me and freaks me out. So when we were trying to put this balloon arch up, the balloons just kept popping. And every time a balloon popped, it would like trigger me. So I think I would get angry about it. And then just became this whole thing that didn't have to be. And maybe next, next year we don't put it on that wall. Maybe we just try a different wall. Or maybe we don't do the balloon arch at all no, so everyone's happy. We don't happy have and, to do it. We don't have to do the balloon arch. Yeah, maybe it it's just. It looks great, though. Yeah, maybe it's just. I don't know. Maybe it's not the vibe. We'll see. But anyway, <laughs> other than that, it was a great New Year's. I also just feel like I was so excited to like have everybody over and like all the stuff. And hosting's a lot of work. I feel like the hosting job. got the best of me, though. Like, I was, like, not okay there for a minute. <laughs> didn't know, drink enough water, didn't have enough food, just was, like, it hit me. You like really a, don't eat when you host. No. It's so hard. It hit me, and I was just, like, wow, I am not in the greatest place right now. <laughs> Feeling it. And then I think I actually got better. Like, I think staying up and, like, hanging out. Like, we talked for a while that night, so I feel like laying on the floor and, like, not drinking for a couple hours and then going to bed made me feel better I looked at the clock I'm like Maggie's 2 30 we should probably go to bed (laughs) but it was fun we haven't had like a girl's like fun little talk like that in a while so I thoroughly enjoyed it but I also feel like I need to bring up that I finished Vanderpump no so you texted me mid reunion uh, like live tweeting me your reactions I ate it up but I need to know more like I need to know like your full now that you've watched the entire show through and through like what are you thinking how are you feeling so Dylan watched like the last few episodes he with brought me. it up to me last night yeah I went to his office <laughs> and he was like I gotta go home and finish watching Vanderpump I'm like I just love that I've got everyone oh my god he's like you have to wait for me you can't watch it without me I was like okay I won't but I was so tempted to so I think Monday I sat on the couch all day and watched it. And I think I had like two episodes before the last episode when everything comes out. I definitely think because I knew about Scandaval, yeah. I noticed more in season 10 with like Raquel and Tom than I think people would have realized if they didn't know that was a thing. Like the way they looked at each mm-hmm. other when they were hanging out. Like I just noticed more because like I knew it. In the second to final episode when Raquel was like asking Ariana about like their intimate relationship and why they're not intimate anymore and she was like trying to give her like relationship advice when all along when you're literally you're sleeping, sleeping with, with him. him yeah wild. wild wild insane so then Tuesday night I was up till eleven thirty. <laughs> guys I go to bed at like 9 10 o'clock on a school night like this is a lot for me must mean I'm really enjoying the show so I finally see that everything comes out and I am shook. Like I'm sitting there. My palms are sweating. My feet are sweating. Like I feel like I'm having anxiety over this Holy relationship that has nothing to do no. with me. But I feel so bad for Ariana. I know. She, she honestly though, she's doing just fine. She's just fine. Living now. her best life now. Honestly, it was the best thing that could have ever happened to her. He sucks. I've known it from day one that he's sketchy. There's always been something off with him. The way that he hooked up with her when he was with Kristen Doty, like, mm-hmm. it's a pattern. Mm-hmm. He has problems. Mm-hmm. He's not okay. No. And the reunion was insane. James and Lala were popping off on him. And frankly, everybody for that matter. Yeah. Reunions are always unhinged, but that one was like one of the most it was insane there were so many f-bombs and very inappropriate language and they were just everyone was just everyone was going off and I was like wow this is intense but I love James Kennedy he's the best 
I you had hated worm him. Mustache. <laughs> I kept I kept looking at Dylan I'm like, why does he keep calling him a worm? And I was like, oh, it makes sense. Like the like you know whatever. It took me a minute to like figure it out. <laughs> but then I was like, I have grown so much respect for this man. He used to be he, the worst human being. Yeah. And now no. he's so much better. Mm-hmm. Really good character development for him <laughs> that show. <laughs> there was a point in that show I despised him. Yeah, and like. Also, Jax was up there for me, yeah, too. I, yes. But I kind of missed him this season. I miss the old cast a lot. Yeah, I do, too. And Stassi not being there. The whole vibe just kind of different. But this new season looks so good. I can't wait. Yeah. And it comes out about Sheena kissing Tom. Apparently. I think it happened a long time ago. But yeah, apparently that's a thing. I also, she's denying it. But I wonder how Katie reacts to that. Yeah. She doesn't seem surprised. No. So. I don't know. We'll see. I'm well, excited. they've had January a very, 30th. they've had a rocky friendship. She's had a rocky friendship with everyone. She's not a girl's girl at all, at all. Not at all. No. Can I just say though, the tip of the iceberg for me in that whole reunion is at the last episode of the reunion at the end when Raquel comes on like three weeks later and mm-hmm. ends up like giving out all this information about how her and Tom like did all these things together, and at the reunion he like didn't want her to say certain things, and all these things came to light, and I was could not believe it like I could believe it but the fact that like he wouldn't let her fully be honest about what happened it's so manipulative and so messed up like she's been holding the secret for how long and the fact that she feels so guilty about lying but yet is saving your butt Mm -hmm. I'm not cool with that she was very manipulated in that whole thing I mean she went to like a mental health facility after I would have to too she was MIA for a long time and like I don't blame like she needed to go there like she was not okay no she needed help yeah. She was not only manipulated by this person, but I also think she had her own struggles. I think but even before everything happened with her and Tom, yeah. like, she was engaged to James and mm-hmm. she just yeah, Well, she, she had like no self-confidence, very low self-esteem. Yeah. Like there's a lot of things I think that she struggled with internally, but then on top of being manipulated by somebody like that, that will totally mess you up. Oh yeah, and he's a he's I mean, I'm not a doctor, but he's definitely an narcissist. We all <gasps> Oh my god. Yeah, with him. But I'm so excited. Was it January 30th it comes yeah. out? Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm so glad I caught up. What are you going to watch now? So I still have like other shows that I've kind of been putting on the back burner that I need to catch up on, like Jersey Shore. That's my guilty (laughs) pleasure. I'm at the part right now where Sammy finally comes back. So I've been watching that a little bit. There's a couple other shows I've been watching too. I feel like I like the Bravo train and there's other like series that I do want to watch, but I I have to, I know, but I have to like chill because I had no life. Yeah, when you're, like, really dedicated, but you were trying to binge it because you were trying to get to, yeah. like, it needed to get it done before the new season comes out. Like, you can casually watch Bravo. That's I true. I do it very often. That's true. I <laughs> guess there's not, like, a timeline or, like, a time crunch for me to get it done. Yeah. But I definitely want to catch up on my other shows, and I think I'm going to go probably back to some reality TV show yeah, that's what, on Bravo. I don't know do which one. Okay, well, I can give you all the recommendations. I know. Just let me know. Yeah. There's so many housewives. It's very overwhelming for me. Yeah, you got to chip away at them. Yeah. I've knocked out a few. Oh, my God. Last night, the final of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City was on. Holy shit. Most chaos. It was so crazy. Essentially, long story short, this new housewife that came on this season was an internet troll. She has an internet troll account and has been trolling all of the other housewives for like four years on this Instagram account. And they like found out about it in the season finale episode and they basically like confronted her and it was like this whole it was so wild 
you have mental problems if you do that right like <laughs> i thought you were saying I have no <laughs> i mean no, yeah i do no <laughs> you don't i mean i do too but like you have to have mental problems to do that and i think a lot of reality tv people oh they're not they're not they're not okay they have a lot of you need to have like you need to have a therapist on speed dial a hundred percent and well i mean like the producers like manipulate you so that you they like feed into it but i don't blame them being in the spotlight like that i would probably have issues too i already do but if i was on reality tv it'd be 10 times worse but no it was crazy such a good such a good episode if anybody out there also watches please dm me <laughs> i need to talk about it with someone <laughs> i know i know it was so unhinged but yeah yeah lots of good shows on bravo yeah i'll have to let you know when i'm ready for the next one and then okay. we can reconvene and talk about what i'm gonna watch but i love vanderpump i'm so glad i gave it the chance i can't wait for it to come out um but let's get into it today yeah we're gonna talk all about boundaries which i think are so important <laughs> boundaries are really important and I think it's really difficult when you're young especially to set boundaries and it's something I think you really learn a lot about in like your 20s and when you start to like get into relationships and friendships and things yeah. like that you know yeah I feel like if you're if you're often like finding yourself like asking yourself certain questions like is it hard for you to say no like do you ever feel like you're a people pleaser and you just have a hard time saying no to anyone Mm -hmm. and you find yourself in situations where you're just like I don't want to be here like why did I say yes to this you know um this keeps happening over and over again um maybe you're feeling like you're taking advantage advantage of constantly it's probably because you need to set some boundaries yeah (laughs) I mean I think we've all gone through that at one point or another I think a lot of us struggle with setting boundaries it's not easy I think Boundaries are just really a place for you to draw that line where like you're not okay with something in your relationship, whether it's a friendship, relationship, whatever it is. I think we both have had situations where we had to draw boundaries before and it has been uncomfortable, but we know that it's for the best and it's going to only benefit us. Yeah. And boundaries don't always have to be uncomfortable. Like they can be for good reasons. Mm -hmm. And I mean, in, in general, boundaries are for your benefit in the end. But there can be good boundaries that are like not as hard to set as you may think they are. Yeah, for sure. I think that it's also important to bring up too, there can be a bunch of different types of boundaries that people set. So, I mean, obviously physical boundaries, if you're feeling uncomfortable in a situation where you're around somebody and they're making you feel unsafe or something like that, you're obviously going to set a physical boundary with them. Also, like other ones could be material boundaries, which is like treatment of possessions and property Um, time boundaries like how you relate to your own and others and you know kind of what your preferences are I would also say two emotional boundaries is a really big one like what where how much a person shares their emotional life intellectual boundaries are like your opinions your thoughts conversational topics and then obviously this is a big one too sexual boundaries Mm -hmm. what you're feeling comfortable with and what you're not feeling comfortable with (laughs) I was just thinking when you were when you were talking about emotional boundaries I need to set emotional boundaries with myself when I'm oversharing. (laughs) (laughs) I think we all do that, though. Way more than we realize. Yeah. Like, I need to set a bound. Like, shut up, Maggie. Stop. (laughs) Yeah, but I also think you're the type of person that you're really good about sharing certain things with certain people that you know you can trust and that you can rely on and that are loyal to you. Like, you're not someone who's just overindulging 
all this information to all these different people that you don't have a relationship with. So maybe like you can set emotional boundaries. Maybe if you feel like you're in giving too much away to those type of people. But I feel like majority of the time you're really good about setting boundaries with like what you're comfortable sharing with and what you're not. Yeah. It's just usually if I have like a couple of glasses of wine. Well, alcohol will do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, we all have said and done things. The boundaries get a when, little, uh, a little holy. Yeah. They're, <laughs> yeah, there's, it's definitely tough with alcohol, but I think it's important to know that there are different boundaries you know, physically, intellectually, emotionally, all that different stuff. I also think it's important, too, to realize what boundaries actually are and what they are not. So boundaries are really not about controlling others. And I think a lot of people get that confused. Like you're not trying to control that person. You're trying to explain to them what you're comfortable with and what you expect. And you want someone to respect that. If someone can't respect how you're feeling about something or if something's going too far or it's crossing a line. That just further proves that those boundaries were necessary right because someone can't respect that right that's the whole that's the whole point of it or like maybe that person if it's really someone that's really not respecting that boundary then maybe they just shouldn't be in your life like Mm -hmm. you have to kind of navigate that and kind of figure that out but it's really not about controlling others I also think it's about how you say it to somebody too like if you're setting a boundary with somebody I think there ha- there's a way of going about that and we'll talk a little bit more about how you can actually set a boundary with somebody in those examples but if you're just kind of going at somebody and being like you can't do this this and this I think there's that's not right I think you need to go about it in a different way yeah deliver it with a nice bow yeah <laughs> for sure also boundaries do not mean that you do not have compassion so basically if you set a boundary it actually means that you probably do have empathy and compassion and you're realizing that you're not comfortable with something or something is making you not feel safe and you're actually doing something for yourself and benefiting yourself. So you actually have compassion for yourself when you're in those situations where you are setting boundaries too. I think it's also important to know that you can still listen and help when someone is going through a hard time, but that doesn't mean you need to give yourself to them all the time or your energy to something. If it's not something that's benefiting you, it's all about you and what makes you feel good and what's going to help you out at the end of the day. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, me too. I like that one a lot. Um, Boundaries are not mean. So boundaries are the balance of accommodating other people while taking care of yourself. So it's not supposed to come off as you being self-centered or like me, 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 me. That's really not what it's supposed to be. It's really more so about taking ownership for your own feelings and what, again, is going to benefit you and make you feel the best. So I think, again, boundaries, people are like, oh, like they're just being too much or they're just being mean or like whatever the case may be. But people who set boundaries are probably the most compassionate, empathetic and kind people out there they're they're doing it because they have this relationship with their self where they want to feel good about themselves and not be walked all over yeah and once you when you feel better about yourself you're going to treat other people around you better exactly you'll have healthy relationships you know what do you do if i just i think about people i know and like family relationships what if you have a family member that doesn't respect your boundaries that's really hard I think I think you really need to have an open conversation with them. But before you even do that, I think it's a lot of reflection that you need to do with yourself. Like, why is this happening with this person? Why are they not seeing that this is a problem? Why are they not respecting my boundary? 
And then I think having an open conversation with them. And if it's still something where you feel like it wasn't an effective conversation or it wasn't what you were wanting to get out of that conversation, then you kind of need to reflect on the relationship as a whole. Yeah. That's how I would go about it, I guess. But I, I think you would reflect first. Like, yeah. Because you need to know how to approach the situation as well. And you need right. to understand like, okay, could I be doing something wrong in the situation? Is it is it me? Is it them? Is it both of us? And what part do I play in the situation? But I also think at the end of the day, if you come to a conclusion and you know that you've at least tried to set those boundaries and you've tried to explain yourself and things haven't changed, I think at the end of the day, like you can only control yourself mm-hmm. and you just need to do what's best for you and like what's going to help you sleep best at night. Yeah. So if that person's like lashing out at you and again, not respecting your boundaries, take a step, step away explain to them I'm sorry that you're upset but like this is all I can give you right Mm now walk away like give yourself space it's all about taking care of yourself at the end of the day and that's why people set boundaries in the first place it's about taking care of you and Mm -hmm. what you need and what you feel because I think people can take advantage of that especially people that are in your family because they know you best yeah and that and it's like well we're family so like you you know you, you like, have I can to do, do this, this for me. Or like, I can say this. You're my family. Yeah. And it's like, well, no. <laughs> that's not how it works. Yeah. And I I think that family can be really, really tricky at times because, for example, you can feel a certain way about something and they have a completely different way of thinking about it. And because they're family, you maybe don't feel like if you don't have a a good relationship with that person per se, you may feel like you can't really express how you're truly feeling about something. And it may be hard for you to even set that boundary in the first place. So you feel like you're maybe getting walked all over or your feelings are getting hurt or whatever the case may be. So it's a slippery, slippery slope with family because you might not even have that relationship where you feel even comfortable setting that boundary. No, that's very true. You know? Yeah. I think... In those situations, again, it just comes down to, like, you need to take care of yourself. And you can still, like, go about it with your boundaries, like, in place. Maybe not vocalizing, like, these are my boundaries. But you could just do what's comfortable and say, Mm -hmm. this is all I can give you right now. This is the best I can do. I'm sorry, but this is just how it is type of situation. It's definitely hard, though. Luckily, I don't have anyone I feel, like, close to me that I struggle with like with that but I know that there's a lot of people that do yeah I feel like specifically there's not anyone in my life per se at this moment that I'm setting a boundary with but I think in the past there have been situations where I've had to set boundaries with people mm-hmm. especially friendships yeah for, for sure, me. me too that's like the biggest one I can think of but I also think it's interesting too because I'm someone who I feel I'm very good about expressing my emotions and how I feel about certain things and I don't really hold back but I think it's difficult when it's someone that you already have kind of a like tumultuous relationship with because you feel like you're rocking the boat. So Mm -hmm. it's hard to really like explain how you're feeling about something without them taking it the wrong way. So I think if it's someone that you kind of already have a rocky relationship with, it's harder to set that boundary versus someone that you have a good relationship with and they know who you are and you're very comfortable with articulating how you feel. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. But boundaries are your business meaning like no one really has to understand why you're setting that boundary if it's something that you need for yourself it really shouldn't matter what other people think or say or care about it for that matter I think they're what you need for yourself and you don't have to explain yourself to people I think that's really important 
obviously the person that you're setting the boundary with it obviously be good to tell them why you're setting the boundary but for other people no one needs to know why you're setting the boundary you don't need to share that information it's what you need right yeah it's your personal information exactly (laughs) (laughs) but i but i think that people feel like i need to like share why i'm setting this boundary with people and it's like you don't really need to or people will start asking questions right but it's like none of your business yeah it's none of your business at all I also think too boundaries are your actions so you're free to do what you will do so minding our businesses knowing and enforcing our boundaries it's not about controlling someone else it's actually taking action and being responsible for ourselves. and boundaries are our responsibility so a lot of people set a boundary or a rule and then get mad at someone else for like breaking the boundary but it's not their job to not do what you don't want them to do it's your job to actually respond in a conscious way Mm -hmm. so if they overstep the boundary you can't really be mad about that you can be but it's really more about how you respond to how they overstepped or how they draw like drew a line in the sand you know what I mean right yeah like like I said before this is all I can give you in this moment like I understand this is how you feel or I'm sorry I can't do this right now or whatever I feel like that relates to triggers. Or no. Too. <laughs> Say no. But it's don't fine. don't feel like that relates to triggers? Yeah. Like, you, like no you, one can know all of your triggers, but it's how you respond when somebody triggers you. Yeah, right. I mean, crossing your boundary can trigger someone, too, yeah. depending on what the boundary is. Yeah, I feel like that's something I can relate to a lot is feeling triggered in certain situations, and maybe the person that triggers me doesn't understand how they've triggered me. So instead of me being upset with them triggering me, it's like, well, how am I going to react to now that they have triggered me? I'm only responsible for myself. Right. And if I haven't like drawn that boundary with them or have explained that trigger to them, they're not going to know. So if me getting mad at them and freaking out, it's not benefiting anyone in that situation either. Right. Just like next year, you're not putting up a balloon arch. (laughs) The balloon arch. Because that is very triggering. And it crossed your boundary. (laughs) (laughs) It crossed my boundary. (laughs) But I think the balloon arches are great. I don't know. We'll let you guys know next year what happens. They're great when you don't have to put them up. (laughs) And the one we did was super small. The one that we did at your house was ginormous. It took forever. Mine wasn't a kit either. Like, like yours was like a balloon arch kit. Yeah. Mine, like, I did each individual. Didn't you, like, look it up on Pinterest, like, how you wanted it to, like, be set up, and then you kind of designed it based off Uh the picture? Yeah, which I should have just bought a kit, because. Yeah. I mean, it looked good, but it ended up looking really good. It was like 95 degrees that day. Anyways, (laughs) (laughs) the balloons were like wilted and like the balloons are triggering. It's why we're talking about it. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I need to get out of this triggered state right now. Okay. (laughs) So, Meg, do you want to talk a little bit about how to actually set a boundary? Yeah, (laughs) because I think I need to do that right now. I need you to teach me. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's do it. So, yeah, setting boundaries is really more so just like knowing about what you want to establish and enforcing them by taking action within yourself, right? So um, some examples of setting boundaries include if you yell at me, if you use this tone of voice, if you walk around the house stomping your feet like Dylan is upstairs, (laughs) I will leave the room and hang up the phone. (laughs) I mean, I, th- I feel like these are all great boundaries. They're a little aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> There's another one. If you call me before 9 a.m., I will let the call go to voicemail and call you back during work hours. Okay. So that's setting boundaries with like your coworkers or like your clients. Oh, wait. I actually just set a boundary recently. I didn't even tell you about this. Oh. So 
that's this example made me think of it but I have a really difficult time where with not knowing where people are Right. And it's like an abandonment well, you have, like, issue everyone's for me. Locations I have everyone's location on my phone. It's a really big problem. You look at it every day. It used to be the first app I used to open up on my phone every morning. Like it was a problem. <laughs> and I don't know why I needed to know where everyone was because everyone was totally still at their house sleeping. But I needed to know. So I talked about my ther- with my therapist about this and she's like, it's a little bit unhealthy. Like it's almost feeding into your anxiety about like being alone or worrying about other people. So she was like, who do you feel like you have the most abandonment issues with? And I was like, well my boyfriend obviously I live with him and it worries me if he doesn't come home at a certain yeah, not time that, not like not because of things he's done to you because of no. things other people have so you're worried that yes it would happen and also again. because I have abandonment issues like yeah. if, I, if he's not home by a certain time I think he got in like this tragic car accident and or like something terrible happened mm-hmm. to him not because he's made me feel like I have to worry about right. why he's not home yeah it's more clarifying. of my yes it's yeah. more of my own internal issues so I actually had to set a boundary with myself where I cannot check his location before six o'clock or call him or text him to ask him where he is. Wow. And I've been doing okay, but it's kind of hard for me, <laughs> especially when I'm in those states where I'm feeling really anxious and I'm home alone and I want to know when he's going to be home. Like how far away he is. Yeah. 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 He's on his way so out. I've actually had to set a boundary with myself about like I cannot reach out to this person or check their location until at six o'clock. And that's difficult, especially when you have like that, I don't know, deep rooted emotional mm-hmm. like trauma with yeah. abandonment. So it's really difficult. But I think it was also feeding into my anxiety. So it was not healthy. I mean, it's impressive that you were able to note that, though. That yeah. It was like feeding into your anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even really know it, though, until it was my therapist said it to me and then when we were talking about it I'm like wow this is actually really unhealthy like the fact that I constantly need to know where everybody is at all times and for me it's almost just like a safety security thing knowing that everyone's going to be okay but everything's not going to be okay all the time everyone's not going to be okay all the time and I can't control that by looking at someone's location right so but yeah I just thought that was interesting I needed to set a boundary with myself so actually I have recently so I have some experience there you go there you go (laughs) um this next one if you keep commenting on my weight I will stop visiting. Good. You should not go visit that person <laughs> if they are commenting they on your suck. weight. They suck. Well, regardless, a boundary is an action you take. So it's not forcing someone to act or not act in a certain way because you really can't even do that. So right. it's again, it's all about you having to step up to the plate and, and help yourself out. Help. You are the only person that can help you. Exactly. End of the day. End of the day. Of, yeah. I also think, too, talking about boundaries and how to set them, I think – there's like a list or like a process of how I think setting a boundary happens and based off some of the research that we've done we came up with a couple ways and a process as to how you can actually set a boundary but I think it's first all about goal setting which we love Sparkles. um I feel like you should ask yourself the question what is the goal in setting a boundary or needing to set the boundary in the first place so just doing that reflection with yourself like why do I need this boundary in the first place and then start really small so like setting boundaries can be obviously really hard and uncomfortable but the key is to start small and focus on one thing at a time so if it's someone that you have a lot of boundaries that you want to set in place we'll think about the one that's the most important and maybe don't start with the biggest one start with something that's small and then lead up to that bigger one 
I also think being clear is really important. So actually focusing on what exactly you are looking for. Don't beat around the bush. Be as clear as you possibly can with your boundary. And being clear with yourself. Like, yeah, you know, this is my boundary, but this is just this is just like a one time thing. Like, I'll do it this one time or I'll do it for this person because you know they're my sibling but i wouldn't do it for anyone else yeah being clear with those if if them crossing no matter who it is crossing that boundary is going to impact your mental health then it's not worth it no not worth it at all i think practicing too can also help like writing down what you want to say to them or writing down the boundary and like seeing that and looking at it because I feel like some people get really nervous with setting boundaries. I think it's very common. So actually practicing, writing it out, talking about it with someone that you're close to, I think can be really helpful too, especially if it's something that you've never done before. It's a relationship that's really rocky and you're really nervous about it. And I think the last thing is just remember is to keep it simple. Kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Oh, I love that. <laughs> you never heard that? No. Yeah. I had a manager that used to tell me that. Really? Yeah. When I came to like talking to clients or like summarizing so whatever just kiss keep it simple stupid. well when you said kiss i was like does she want to kiss me i don't understand what's happening <laughs> i was so confused and then when you said keep it simple i was like ah that makes sense yeah that makes sense but it's so true like don't overload somebody with all the details as to why you need to set this boundary just pick the main thing that's bothering you and go with it don't over analyze it don't over complicate it so Let's talk about advantages of healthy yeah. boundaries. There's lots. Yes, a lot. One of it, well, number one, and I feel like this should be in priority order. Number one is it's good for your mental health. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Healthy communication, specifically in your relationships. That's the only way a relationship's truly going to thrive is with healthy communication. Um, you're avoiding burnout. We all hate that feeling. I feel burnout right now, but I think it's just because it's the month of January. <laughs> um good emotional or good emotional health kind of in the same vein as good mental health um matured independence um advancing your identity I feel like that's a really good one like for me I feel like as a like a younger individual I was very much of a like a people pleaser I was like go with the flow you know I'll do whatever makes everyone happy which I should sprinkle a little bit of that more in my breakfast every morning but now I'm like almost the polar opposite where it's like if I don't want to do that I'm not doing that <laughs> yeah but that's going to become part of my personality you're really you're really good about that <laughs> I feel like I still get into that habit of being a, a people pleaser at times and I think when you're somebody who sticks to what they want to do and they're not swayed too easily, I think it really helps you come into your own and it helps you feel 100% like you have some control or say over your life. And I think some people don't feel that way, especially when they're quick to be a people pleaser or do whatever everybody else wants them to do, you know? Yeah, I've definitely evolved in that way a lot in my 20s. Yeah. You're really good about that. I need yeah. a little sprinkle of you and me. <laughs> I mean, that goes both ways, <laughs> which brings me to my next point, which you can help like setting boundaries for yourself can also help influence others. Like seeing how someone else handles the situation can rub off on you on positive ways. Yeah. Um, and then your needs are met. Like if I don't want to go do something, I know I know that if I'm going to go do something, I'm not going to enjoy it or I should say that. <laughs> Anything I do, I'm just not going to enjoy. I hate everything. (laughs) Um, I know that if I'm going to go do something that I don't want to do or 
I get roped into something that I don't enjoy spending my time doing, I'm going to be miserable. I'm wasting time. Life you're going to be short. resentful of Th- those people that you're actually, spending your time with, too. This is how I look at it. And this might be kind of psychopathic, but I, we all know I'm a little crazy. When I'm setting a boundary, I ask myself, do I really want to waste my precious life, like, spending – do I really want to waste precious hours of my life doing this? If I don't, then I'm not doing it. I mean, there's certain situations you don't have a choice. you got to go do that. But – a lot of times I'm like 90% of the time you can choose what you want to do. Life is so short. I'm like, do I really want to spend time doing this? Mm-hmm. Or maybe I'll go home and read my book. Maybe I will go to the gym. Maybe I will go out to dinner with my friends. Like there's so many other things I'd rather do that I'm not doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need to be better about that. I feel like I'm very quick to be like, yeah, I'll do that. And then I feel like I'll regret, regret saying yes. Yeah. And I'm like resenting that I said yeah. yes. And I like get mad at myself more than even I do with the other person. And even sometimes it, it comes down to my friends. Like I love my friends a lot. They are very important people to me. But maybe they're asking me to hang out and I have to get up early and go to work the next day. And I just know that if I go out with them, it's going to be a late night. I'm going to have some drinks and I'm not going to be my best self the next day. If it's a school night, that's a boundary for me. I tr- I typically try to avoid doing things like that during the work week. And that's a boundary that I set for myself a few years ago. And so I'll, I'll tell my friends, you know what? Love you so much. I hope you have fun, but I'm not going. Yeah. I'm going home. I'm going to bed. <laughs> and I don't have as much FOMO anymore. Yeah. I think earlier on in my 20s, I would get really bad FOMO if people were like doing things and I would say no. And then I'd be like, oh, I shouldn't have said no, even though it probably was the right thing for me to do not to go. Now I feel like I don't care. I do not have FOMO about not going to things, especially if I choose not to go. Right. If it's like I can't go because of something else I have to do, but I really wish I was. Of course, I still get FOMO sometimes. But like, yeah, for the most part, if I know that it's bettering myself in the long run, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's the boundary. Um, and then the last one on is less anger and resentment. I feel like it really sets that clear line. And that can be beneficial for your relationships, for yourself. And I feel like it's really big for yourself. Yeah. Because I think when I don't set boundaries, I get more upset with myself and angry and resentful with myself for not being strong enough to just do the damn thing right and say or do what I got to do without upsetting the other person but it's like I'm mad at myself yeah and I've been there so many times which is why I think I got good at setting those boundaries because I'm like I hate being in this situation like I'm done putting myself through this over and over again. yeah when you go through it so many times you just get fed up yeah and this kind of like leads into like something that I think we talked about in our lessons learned up or life lessons episode or whatever and I was saying how sometimes it's okay to quit or it's like if you committed to something, depending on what it is, and it's time to let go, like that's okay. If it's starting to cross your boundary, if it's affecting your mental health, like say no, don't go. It's okay. Yeah. All right. It'll be okay. I agree. Okay. So I found this quote upon my research and it's really, I just liked it. So I wanted to share it. Um, it says, healthy boundaries are not walls. They are gates and fences that allow you to enjoy the beauty of your own garden. Linda Hall. Thank you, Linda Hall. That was beautifully. You're welcome. Beautifully said. Yeah, I wrote it myself. I really do like that a lot. Yeah. I am just thinking about... (laughs) (laughs) I'm just thinking about how healthy boundaries... (laughs) Are you okay? No. (laughs) I was thinking about 
how they're like their gates and fences, but I thought a healthy boundary was a wall because a wall like <laughs> you're like standing up for yourself. I read the whole quote wrong. It's all figurative. When like, it says it's not walls, I'm like, but it is a wall. You're putting up a wall. <laughs> boundaries don't have to be walls. Yeah, I, that, I guess it's just how I've always pictured them. So the quote means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked it in the beginning. I was like, oh, yeah, healthy boundaries. I didn't see the not part. So that's why I was confused. I'm cutting all this out. <laughs> if it's not a good quote, <laughs> All right. <laughs> So next, <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about boundary exercises. So maybe you're not great at setting boundaries. You struggle to do a lot of the things we've been talking about today. Um, but maybe you need some practice. Yeah. So boundaries for exercises specifically, we have researched some things that you can do if you have a difficult time with setting boundaries. So one thing that they recommend is using I statements. So for example, I feel blank when blank is said to me, or when this happens, I feel blank. So you're really putting it on yourself and you're not making it about the other person because I think people can get very offended when you're kind of telling them that something they do bothers you. So if you make it more about you and how it hurts your feelings, and it's not something that they're doing that's doing wrong, I think that makes a world of a difference. So when you're feeling disrespected, there are other things as well that we have found that you can say to someone when you're trying to set a boundary when they made you feel disrespected. So you can say, I don't like the way I'm being spoken to right now, or I would like to talk about this, but this is not the right time for me, or something like, I would prefer to discuss this when we can be calmer about it. Um, buying yourself time. So I'm not sure right now. I think like taking a beat is like the best way to say it. So can I come to you once I've thought about it? I need some space. Like even with like arguments in general, I feel like that's a great exercise. Like I need some space before we talk about this again um and when you want to say no with a little more explanation I feel like you know me I love to say no um but providing some reasons why you're saying no softens the blow which I feel like is a lot of the reason why people that call themselves people pleasers struggle to say no because they're worried about how they're going to come off how they're going to make the other person feel but if you kind of back it up a little bit like you know what I just can't right now. My plate is full. I have a lot going on this week. I just, I don't have time. People are going to understand because they've been through the same thing. So practicing how to back up your nose and even rehearsing yourself like before you have that conversation helps too. I feel like I used to do that a lot when I used to struggle. I would say, okay, I'm going to tell them no, but this is what I'm going to say. And I think that that definitely helps. So I came up with some questions and I'll ask you, Mags, first, and I'll kind of answer them after you answer the question, but just about boundaries in general. So where in your life right now do you feel like you could set a healthy boundary? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, with my finances <laughs> is a good one. I think that I need to learn how to save more money, obviously, uh, but that's a goal that I have in 2024 and just really trying to figure out where to draw that line. Um, that's not exactly an emotional or like a mental boundary, but it impacts me immensely when I don't have money. So <laughs> I a hundred percent agree. Finances are a struggle for me. I have a difficult time saving money. I'm definitely more of a spender. So that's something that I could work on. I feel like 
for me, I'm definitely more of someone who people pleases because I just don't like conflict. But I think for me, for 2024 specifically, I need to set a healthy boundary with being real and authentic with how I'm feeling about certain things and not being afraid to speak up to certain people. I think sometimes I struggle with articulating my emotions because I'm afraid about how they're going to react. So just making like space for myself to feel okay with setting boundaries with people that may react in a strong way. Nicely put. Thank you. Um, What do you think the difference is between a boundary and an ultimatum? I feel like a boundary really only impacts you, right? We've talked about that a lot today. It's, it's I, it's me. It's only like impacting how you're behaving, but an ultimatum is you're putting that onto somebody else. So you're kind of like forcing them to decide how they want to react Mm -hmm. where at the end of the day, like you can't control people, but like, you're putting it on them. It's about them where a boundary is about you. 100% agree. What sort of boundaries might you see in a healthy relationship? Ooh, it's a good one. Um, well, like respecting the other person's space. I feel like like understanding what might push them over the edge <laughs> and like knowing where that line is. Um I mean, there's obvious ones, like, obviously, don't disrespect your relationship. Don't call each other, you know, mean names. Um, Don't cheat on the other person. Um, And that can come in different shapes and forms. But, like, I – those are kind of the obvious boundaries. But I think when it comes to, like, healthy communication, um, just kind of knowing that person's limit and how to approach certain situations properly – to make them feel comfortable to talk to you I don't know yeah no that's perfect I think too you have to know yourself well enough to know what type of boundaries you need in a relationship so if you're someone that really struggles to know what you need and what you want or desire in a relationship with someone whether that's a friendship or a relationship it's going to be hard to set those boundaries so to set a healthy boundary you have to know what you need and want in a relationship because if you don't know then you're not going to be able to set those boundaries that are going to make you feel comfortable or make you feel good. Next one. What are your most important values and how do those boundaries reflect your values? Ooh. Um, Hmm. I think when it comes to like relationships, I just find a lot of value in honesty. So, I think when it comes to my boundaries, like we said before, when I when I do put up that boundary, whether I'm defining it specifically or I'm kind of approaching it lightly, I at least will give like an explanation every time because I just feel like it's important to be honest um, in more of those tough conversations. But that's a big one. And I think it's the same way with like my relationship, like with my significant other, like no matter what the situation is, it's like I always try to approach it with honesty that makes sense yeah I was gonna say kind of similar like loyalty Mm -hmm. so I really value someone being loyal to me and being completely transparent with what they say what they do that type of thing so in order for me to feel that the value in the relationship is there I need someone to make me feel that way and I need to have boundaries with that person so they know my expectation have have you ever had to change your boundaries with someone and if so what was that like for you I've had to be more flexible with my boundaries because I could 
come off a little rigid I feel like in certain situations I honestly can't think of a specific example but there was a scenario in like a past relationship that I had that there our boundaries are very different in certain situations and it just like did not work like in order for us to like find a common ground we would both have to flex our boundaries and they were boundaries that neither one of us were willing to flex and therefore a plus b equals c like it didn't work out Mm -hmm. yeah I don't have a specific like situation I can think of where I've had to change a boundary but I definitely have had situations where boundaries have been crossed and I had to kind of revamp or like I guess like change the boundary that was set originally because I was uncomfortable with the boundary that I set before because it wasn't what I really wanted if that makes sense um what kinds of boundaries do you have with your friendships or like romantic relationships what are some that are like important to you or ones that like you have no matter what hmm Oh, like I honestly, it's another one. I know I just said it, but that one's like really important to me. And I feel like, like if they don't want to do something or if they're not comfortable in the situation, like we're just like tell each other that info. Like it's, we're just open with it. It's like this is something I'm not comfortable with, or I don't want to do this because, or like whatever. And like we respect that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say respect is a huge one for me, both romantic and friendships. I mean, that's obviously probably a given, but just feeling like I'm respected and not only like a physical way but also like how I feel about things like not just being respectful of like me and like what I'm doing but how I feel about certain things and how I may react to certain things so that that just like respect I feel like goes hand in hand with both relationships and friendships but that's also something that's really important to me too um how do personal boundaries change as someone gets older um I think you kind of figure out what's worth what's worth it and what's not worth it like it's just really not worth my time and energy to do this or it's not worth my time and energy to feel this way so I'm not going to continue putting myself in these situations or have these types of conversations that are going to make me feel uncomfortable unhappy whatever you kind of like learn to put your foot down or put your walls up put your boundaries up put your fences up I don't know (laughs) (laughs) that all comes with maturity though and just knowing yourself better like you don't really know how to set personal boundaries until you know yourself and what you need and want. So until you do that, it's going to be hard to set those boundaries for yourself. And then last question, when someone has rigid boundaries, so they're reluctant to ask like others for help or they're protective of like just personal things and they're avoidant of close relationships, what do you think are the pros and cons of having rigid boundaries? So what are the benefits of being like super guarded and having those really like defined boundaries and then what would be like the negatives of that I think it depends on what that boundary is but in this example where it says the person's reluctant to ask for help they're protective of their personal information and they don't have a lot of close relationships well I think one if you're having a hard time asking for help that's going to make your life harder because there's a lot of situations where you should ask for help and you're putting all this stress and you're putting just all these things in general on yourself that you don't necessarily need to take the brunt of or take the full weight of. Um, another is, if, I mean, if you don't have close relationships, that's definitely going to hinder your your personal growth, your mental health. Like, so it's so important to have close relationships. So if you have rigid boundaries in the sense where you have a hard time opening up and talking to others, or maybe you're not let you're closed off, and that's kind of how you're going about life. I just feel I feel bad for you because I just feel like you're you're lacking that. 
um, emotional connection with other people that you need, I think, to survive. Yeah, you literally couldn't have said that better. I 100% agree with everything. So that's my last question for the day. Good job with that. Oh, thanks. I was put on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, we're going to wrap it up for today. We're going to talk about our weekly highs and lows because we're going to start doing that in 2024. So, Mags, you want to start with your high? My high? um, Well, I feel like it's going to be tomorrow because the week technically is not over until Saturday, right? Saturday is the last day of the week. So I feel like we're going to Old Forge this weekend with our friends. So I feel like that's going to be my high. Um, And my low um, would be I've had a scratchy throat all week, which I feel the best today in a cough. So that hasn't been fun. Also, we had some audio problems today. So that was a low. (laughs) Miserable. So annoyed. I thought we like had this and we like knew what we were doing and it's just another thing. But I would say my high of the week is definitely going to be Old Forge. Like Maggie said, the week doesn't end until Saturday. But I also feel that a high for me this week is I actually started journaling. I only did it one day so far, but I'm not going to try to put too much pressure on myself to do it every day. I feel like I just want to get into a routine because that was one of my things that I wanted to do in 2024. So I'm proud of myself for that. That's a high. A low would be I had some pretty bad anxiety this week and I feel like I've been doing really well lately. And I don't know if it's just because of like holidays being over January. There's just like a not a lot going on. But a low was just me kind of being down and out the last couple of days. But today I've been feeling better, which is good. So yeah, I think we're going to wrap up for today. Yeah. Well, we love you guys and please follow, like, subscribe, all the freaking things, Instagram. Um leave us a nice review. <laughs> we will be posting some polls and stuff this yeah. week, so please be interactive because yeah, we're really trying great. over here. <laughs> and we have gotten some interaction, which is good. Yeah, we appreciate it. We love to hear from you guys. Yeah. So, um hope you guys have a great week. Yeah. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. Practice setting boundaries. Yeah, don't forget. <laughs> Bye. Bye.